Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Who are the radicals? I think it's a worthy question and one that needs an answer because if we are to listen to the Biden administration or Joe Biden himself, if we're to listen to CNN or MSNBC, if we're to listen to uh, the the screaming fanatics on social media or the people attacking Supreme Court justices, the conservatives are the radicals. What is so radical about the overturning of Roe v. Wade? And we don't even know if it's going to happen yet. Every single thing that we're seeing... Every single thing that we are seeing is based on something that we don't know if it's going to happen. But the entirety of this leak of uh, this, this first draft from Justice Samuel Alito was meant to do just this. It was meant to make people crazy. It was meant to make people violent. It was meant to get people to stand up and fight. That's what it was meant to do. Every last bit of it. It had no other purpose. So who are really the radicals? And why is it that the political right falls into this idea that somehow it's the conservatives on the court we always have to keep an eye on? No. The radicals are the leftists on the court who believe that bad policy... No, wait, bad decisions, much better, Tony, should remain because after all, they've always been there. That is a radical position. Tony Katz, what's up? Tony Katz today, how are we doing? 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. You want a radical position? I'll give you a radical position from The View. I mean, there's conflict of interest. What about hope? There's actually people. Okay, but I I know this may be a novel point, a a novel idea for somebody who's, you know, a supporter of Trump. But there are people who are capable of being related and not having ethical interests. Many things that I don't stand by that Trump Mm -hmm. did. Trump has done things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. Mm -hmm. But I do say that I have many conservative values that I will talk to you about. And so if you look at your network that you're standing behind. Yes. And when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. You feel oh, like it's an oxymoron? I do. Why? Your friend right here is a Republican. We had She's this not, conversation. Don't, don't you do. You say you feel like it's an oxymoron, that you're Catholic, but you also are pro-life. I, I don't understand either. No, you, you don't understand yourself then. You have, you have disagreements. I understand myself. Don't, I don't understand I, either of this, But it's not a personal conversation. Yeah. That's Sonny Hostin. Being a black Republican is an oxymoron. How many times have we said it, guys? For the political left, if you're black and a Republican, you're not really black. Understand that Sonny Hostin has judged you to not be black. You never once had anybody call you the N-word. You never once had anybody not stop a cab for you. You never once had anybody, uh, a police officer, stop you unnecessarily. All the things I'm told that are happening never happened to you because you happen to be a Republican. Because your political ideology doesn't match your skin color. And that, you traitorous bastard, puts you off to the side. So saith Sonny Hostin. And you think the conservatives are radicals? She denies your existence. 
if we're going to play the game of who are the radicals here, well, then the answer to that is the leftists are the radicals. First, let's discuss the leftists who decided to teach two generations that Roe v. Wade is the single most important thing that has ever happened in the history of ever and nothing can ever change it. And therefore, they raised two generations of people who said that Roe v. Wade is the single most important thing that has ever happened and nothing can change it. Which means that when they saw a draft from Justice Samuel Alito, they were stunned. Let's, uh, they were stunned, let's be clear, to learn that yes, you could overturn a Supreme Court decision. Precedent is real, but it doesn't mean that it cannot face scrutiny. And Roe v. Wade, since its beginning, has faced scrutiny. Roe v. Wade is a usurpation of states' rights, which is why I favor overturning it. Let the subject go back to the states, and some states will say yes to abortion, some states will say no to abortion. And if you say to me, well, in a state that says no to abortion, it's an affront to a woman, it's oppressive to her, I will show you states that will not issue me a concealed carry permit. They make me beg for my constitutional right, a right to which does not exist in the Constitution for abortion. But if you want to go about creating a law or creating a constitutional amendment, you are more than welcome to give that a shot. That's how the system works. So we're clear. That's how the system works. But me, the Second Amendment is written clearly. Who the hell are these sheriffs in California or Illinois telling me I can't carry a gun? Who are these anti-American louts? And you know who they're supported by? Leftists or radicals who believe that a constitutional amendment doesn't mean anything, but a right that doesn't exist in the Constitution has to be upheld. That is something else right there. Let's talk about the radicals who have no position on when an abortion could take place. Now, producer Ari, I think I, I, I have this in my cuts from Jen Psaki. I don't know if it's cut one or cut three. I don't remember. Where Jen Psaki is saying of Joe Biden, he doesn't believe there should be any, any caps on when a woman could have an abortion. President's position on choice has evolved over time. So just checking for his official position. Does he support any limits on abortion right now? Peter, the president has spoken, has talked about his position many times. He supports the right of a woman to make choices about her own body with her doctor. But I know that one of the Democrats that he endorsed and uh, who won their primary this week, Tim Ryan, uh, said yesterday that he does not support any limits on abortion. Is that where the president's thinking is now? The president has stated his view many times. So does the president support abortion up until the, the moment of birth? The president has spoken about this many times, Peter, and I would refer you to his own comments about abortion and a woman's right to choose and make decisions about her body with her doctor, which is what any of those women would do. So Joe Biden is okay with partial birth abortion. Now you say to me, Tony, you're getting a little radical there. You're getting a little sick there. May I point you in the direction of Chuck Schumer? 
How often have I said, how often have I stated from this microphone, you and I together driving down the road, having a drink, doing the yard work, whatever it is you're doing right now, how many times have we said the political left always overplays their hands? How many times? How many, Producer Ari, on a scale of one to a bajillion jillion, how many times have I said the left always overplays their hands? A bajillion jillion. A bajillion jillion times. Well, Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, wants to put everybody on the record of voting for a piece of legislation, the so-called Women's Health Protection Act, which would absolutely allow for abortion in every case and invalidate state laws on parental consent, parental notification, informed consent. Uh, it would enable uh, abortions on the basis of race, sex, or disability. So you could say, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to have a girl. Erase, erase. Oh, oh, uh, my baby might have a, a birth defect. Erase, erase. Now, I think that Americans would argue there's a difference between boy or girl. And, and by the way, that would be noting there, you know, that there, there are differences between boys and girls. And, of course, that's bigoted. Uh, and, and there's a difference between that and uh, the idea of a birth defect. And uh, it, it, is, it is a rather sensitive subject for a lot of people. I don't deny this. But the federal government decides that they know better than the states. They're going to do away with any conversation. I don't see how anybody could support that. Also in this legislation, it would allow partial birth abortion. It would get rid of any type of bans on partial birth abortion. That means you can have an abortion for the baby that is halfway there. Who are the radicals? It's the political left. Look at what they're willing to do. It's one thing to say you favor abortion rights, but holy crap, isn't this something completely different? Let's go back to the view. You want to know how crazy the conversation has gotten? You want to know where the radicals are? Never mind the radicals who will tell you if you're black and a Republican, you're not really black. Holy cow. Never mind the radicals who are in favor of partial birth abortion, uh, birth abortion and they want everybody on the record to show that they are too. There's this. But I will tell you, this is my body and nobody, you, you know, you've got people telling me I got to wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this. Everybody wants to tell me what to do, but you won't let me make my decision about my body. You are not the person to make that decision. My doctor and myself and my child, that's who makes the decision. My doctor, myself, my child. That's who makes the decision about killing the child. Now, wait a second, Tony. You can't say that. Abortion kills something. Anybody who wants to argue otherwise is a liar. It's the, it's the litmus test. It is the baseline for having cogent conversation with rational people. Abortion kills something. Anybody who says otherwise is a dishonest broker who is fine with being a murderer. I said it. I meant it. I refuse to apologize for it. Come at me. It's a basic test. If you can't admit that abortion kills something, even if you're calling it a clump of cells, if you won't admit that it kills something, you won't actually have an honest conversation. Why should you be allowed to operate heavy machinery? 
Me, my doctor, my child, that's who decides an abortion? Do you know how out of your mind you are to put that statement out there into the world? Who are the radicals? Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh? What's more radical? A position on Roe v. Wade regarding whether or not it was uh, it, it was uh, decided properly, which has been a subject for 50 years, or a group putting out the home addresses of these justices so that they can be threatened. That's what happened. A group put out the home addresses of judges, of justices, so they could be threatened. That's the only reason. And the group will tell you, well, we didn't put out the home addresses. What we did is we put out the court and the map coordinates near where they live. So, you know, it's not the same. Okay. Okay. The radicals are the people who think they should leak a first draft from the Supreme Court. Leaks don't happen from the court. This is egregious. And the people who say, well, the leak doesn't matter. Right? The leak is not the point, right? The, the, the point is, yeah, look, at, look at what these, these terrible people are, are, are doing. Look at these awful, terrible, miserable people. How, how dare they? How dare they? What made you think that it was going to be this way for forever? There couldn't be a case that changes a, a, another case? Plessy versus Ferguson, Dred Scott, things that we have, have discussed here? Well, of course. Of course. How about this? Here, here's here's a, a radical position. I don't like the Supreme Court decision on abortion. I think it went too far. I, 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 I don't think that a woman has the sole right to say what should happen to her body. That was Joe Biden in 1973. Joe Biden in the day was opposed. Now... He thinks there should be abortion on demand anytime. So was he radical before or is he radical now? I'll let others figure that one out. His past words coming back to haunt him, and rightfully so. But Jen Psaki wants you to know that her sole focus is not the leak. Our focus is on right now beyond the leak. Uh is how we're going to protect a woman's right to make a choice about her health care with her doctor. Look, you don't you want to keep abortion uh, legal across the land. You you can. We'll disagree about this. But if you don't care about the leak, if you think that's fine, because after all, you don't like this decision, and it's good to apply pressure to the judicial branch from the executive branch, allow me to ask: Who are the radicals? The radicals are not Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, Alito and Thomas and Amy Coney Barrett, and to whatever extent uh, uh, John Roberts gets into this. It is people like Sonia Sotomayor who would never, it would never dawn on her to even ask, wait a second, how was this decided? 
It is people like Jen Psaki who think that the only thing that matters is keeping abortion legal and not worrying about abuses of a branch of government to which she is an active participant. The radicals are easy to see because they're letting you know exactly who they are. And when they tell you who they are, believe them. That's right. Maya Angelou. Because that's how we roll. I'm Tony Katz. I have heard very little about this regarding Marco Rubio, but I thought it was fascinating because this is about how investments happen into China from the United States. Tony Katz, so great to be with you guys. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. So Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, he's concerned and asking why the Federal Thrift Retirement Investment Board is risking American money and wants to open doors to invest federal employees and military 401k funds into Chinese companies controlled by the Communist Party. It's a, it, it, I not heard of such a thing. So he was on with Maria Bartiromo, they, saying that he penned a letter, she's on Fox Business, penned a letter with uh, Tommy Tuberville, so he's senator from Alabama, and Tom, Carton, Tom Cotton of Arkansas. And he sent the letter to uh, some Biden nominees who are looking to make this change. Rubio has actually placed a hold on the nominations, saying you can't put retirement savings into Chinese firms. Now, funny, this goes along with the conversation, who actually are the radicals? Holy crap! I had no idea this was a thing. Taking their money, right, that, that's supposed to be retirement dollars, and investing it into Chinese companies is nuts. You're using the U.S. military to bolster the Chinese military, which sees as its number one adversary, the U.S. military. Sometimes, I swear to you, we do live in the upside down. We really, truly do. Ellen did not get a nomination. The markets, we'll see where they are uh, right now. And what movies made money? Going from a book to a film. This list is fantastic. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is down 116. NASDAQ down 61. I mean, the, the sell-off yesterday was just absolutely nuts. And, but, of course, so much of this was, was jobs today, 428,000. Uh, the ex- expectation was 400,000. 
The unemployment rate basically stayed where it was, 3.6%. They thought it would go down to 3.5%. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. I'll have more on the economy coming up in in a little bit. 62.2% in the labor force. Labor force is the number uh, that matters more. And I tie this into this story. It, it was it was at CNBC about this couple that decided um, to reduce uh, their their wedding costs. They were going to have a, a wedding, and couples in the U.S. are expected to host roughly 2.5 million weddings this year, which is a 30 percent increase from the prior year mainly because people couldn't get married in the prior year uh, regarding uh, COVID. The average couple spent $27,000 on their wedding, up from $20,000 in 2020. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. I regret having a wedding at all. I am a man of very, very few regrets. I don't regret getting married. Ah, oh, that was a that was a, a, a stroke of straight up brilliance. Who knows what she was thinking, but I I uh, uh, daddy lucked out in this conversation. I am daddy. Gross. But the wedding, what an absolutely huge mistake. And we paid for our own wedding. Our our, our families at the time couldn't afford it. We paid for our own wedding. We couldn't afford it. And we should have said to ourselves, we can't afford this. Why are we doing this? Do we really need these people? And some of these people are very lovely and still friends. And some of these people I don't talk to anymore. And some of these people are still family. And, you know, relationships with family are are interesting dynamics. But would my relationship be less with them or more with them now if I hadn't had the wedding then? Would I have lost out on anything? And the answer is, of course not. I looked at the numbers. My wife looked at the numbers. We could have spent three weeks in Italy. I was young and dumb and made a mistake. Not getting married. Getting married was the right thing to do. But thinking I had to have a party for anybody, that any of that actually mattered, that those are... When I look back at the memories of my life, and I'm I'm a believer in experiential memories. Some people like things. I, I like memories. If you were, were in my house, uh, something that will never happen to producer Ari. Someday. Uh, you will find that the artwork in my home is not just random stuff. I have a couple of pieces that were uh, painted by a great-grandfather, which is a really interesting story of his, of his painting career. And it, it, one day I'll get into that. I have a couple of pieces from my kids, right? It, some they got some skill. It's fun, but you know I'm I'm a proud papa in that way. The artwork in my home is all based on places we have been, where we lived at the time, or something we experienced. There is no artwork that exists in my home because oh that'll look good. The first two pieces we ever bought it's, it's so dumb. We, we got a Pier I think they were a Pier 1. We, we, I don't even think there are Pier 1s anymore. And it was from a guy by the name of Didier Lorenko, who 
it was probably mass produced and you could find it anywhere. But it was this it was rather colorful in, in these blues and these reds and, and I'm moved by that. For a long while I was very, very uh uh in, in touch with uh, uh, uh Vasily Kandinsky. Uh and and I just the, the, the colors and the and the and the, and the shaping of Kandinsky. Now I've moved away from that those kinds of, of shapes, but the, the colors still still move me. And it just it, it just hit. It was these two New York scenes and and of of what looked like to me the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge looked like my wife to that. And when we first when we first got married, I think when we first got married, we got those. When we first got our like first place, like legitimate uh, place, it was like I think a townhouse. It was a townhouse in in Tampa Bay. Uh, we bought these two pieces. They're still in our home because uh, not because they're the best art pieces in the world. They're, they still they still look really good. It's that they mean so much to us. We have um, a painting of the Uptown Theater, uh, which was in Washington D.C. when we lived in, in D.C. It was a like like really like a one screen theater, and people would line up for an hour to get in. It was just a cool experience. Uh, there we have a photo of Chatsworth, California, where we used to live, of the train station. Why would anybody have a photo of a freaking train station? It doesn't even make any sense. Uh, but just the way the the sky looks and everything else. And then we have you know a, a series of other things. But they, they 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 connect to us. They mean something to us. And I'd be a lot happier today if I had photos of our three-week trip to Italy, because I can tell you, aside from one photo that's up in the bedroom of our wedding day, there is not a wedding day photo to be found in Casa de Cats. Not a one. I will tell you that the amount of time and the totality of my memories I think about my wedding day Compared to so many other days, the other days went out by a country mile. I'll tell you something I remember from my wedding day. The wedding was done. The reception was done. And there was a moment where my wife, people were gone. My wife and I were sitting there, feet up on, I think on the, on the wall, eating a piece of cake. Now. I could have had that piece of cake freaking anywhere. I didn't have to invite those people that I don't talk to anymore to be able to enjoy a piece of cake at the end. I could have enjoyed the cake at the beginning. I swear to you, I swear to you. It's the only thing I actually remember from the, from the reception. One of two things. I'll, I'll leave the other one as, as, as private. Don't go about the big wedding. It's a valueless proposition. What are you doing it for? Your mom? If your mom demands a big wedding, maybe it's time to learn now that your mom is terrible. I know. Mother's Day, around the corner. Timing, cats. Timing. If she demands a big wedding, she's terrible. And if she's demanding a big wedding on your dime, right? If mom's going to write the check... Uh, you can ha- you can have the argument with me whether or not you go along with the crazy, but if she wants you to write the check and thinks she's in charge, no, 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 don't do it. Just don't do it. I only hope people are figuring out that this is not something to spend on. This is this is a bit of madness. You don't have you don't have to play the game. 
Speaking of playing the game, Ellen DeGeneres played the game for 18 years. She was the host of, of, of Ellen, and everybody loves Ellen. And, oh, she's dancing, and, oh, she's, she's giving away so much money, and, oh, she's gay, and, oh, it's terrific. And then we learned during COVID that she's absolutely awful, that she treats her staff like total crap. And after 18 straight Emmy nominations for Best Talk Show, this year, nothing. There was an Emmy for writing, an Emmy nomination for writing. She didn't get nominated. So it turns out you're the it girl until you ain't. It used to be special being the gay talk show host. Well, now everybody's a gay talk show host. So what's so special? She couldn't escape the Me Too movement. She couldn't escape the woke police. And now she suffers. I'm sorry, am I the only person who finds that story just absolutely positively fascinating? Because I find that story absolutely positively fascinating. I, 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 I adore it. I adore the fact that she has to live with the reality that they never really loved her. They, they never, ever really loved her. What is that like? You are the belle of the ball. You're hanging out with George Bush liked you, and they hated you for you liking George Bush. And they turned on you as fast as they could. You know who will still take your call? George Bush. Invite you down to the ranch. Maybe he'll paint you. What is that like to realize that the people that you so aggressively aligned yourself with, that that gave you so much of your uh, of your of your of your meaning, they're the ones, they are the ones who dismissed you. Speaking of being dismissed, um, I, I I will admit to you that I I don't get in uh, to palace intrigue stories. Um, I I find the the constant talk about people like uh, Prince Harry and 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 Meghan Markle to just be awful. Not even supposed to be here today. But that's how I feel about it. That is exactly how I feel about it. Every time there's another story about those two, I'm like, OMG, are you kidding me right now? And the fact that they're getting paid such crazy money for doing such absolutely nothing is, is remarkable. But this is something. This is something. The story is, is that they are uh, going to be heading out to the UK. Prince Harry and Meghan. Remember, they gave up uh, their 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 titles, and they're gonna, you know, not live under the the, the yoke of of this uh, uh, oppression or whatever whatever their issue was. Uh, and they then they came to California and they tried to, you know get themselves all the money they can. And a lot of people paid them a lot of money for doing nothing. And then they did the Oprah thing and I think insulted the queen. And while I'm not a Royals kind of, of like freak show, right? I'm not obsessed. I happen to like the queen. 
in, in that you take a look at what she's done, how she has held herself, the importance she sees in, in tradition. You know, as I often say, you live through the Blitzkrieg, uh, you're, you're my kind of woman. I think there's an extent to which she's impressive. So the Queen's Platinum Jubilee will be taking place from the 2nd to the 5th of June. 70 years. 70 years. That's um, that's a long time. That's a long time. Well, Harry and Meghan say they're coming to the Platinum Jubilee. They're bringing Archie and Lilibet. Those are the kids. Lilibet. Not Lilibeth. Not Elizabeth. Not Lily. Like it's how I met your mother. No. Lilibet. L-I-L-I-B-E-T. And they're like, we're, we're, we're coming. However, moments before they said they're coming, Buckingham Palace announced that only royals carrying out official public duties will be on the balcony. Translation, Harry and Meghan aren't welcome. Yes, 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 yes. Damn. Damn, oh, damn. That's something else. Because now one has to ask whether or not they're going to try and force their way onto the balcony to be seen. Which means they want still all the trappings and do none of the work. And I don't even argue that being a, a royal is, is, is somehow easy. I don't argue that at all. I, I, I make the statement that's probably a pretty difficult life. But when you give it up and you're like, all right, we're good here. We're good here. We're, 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 uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to walk away. We're going to say thank you. Appreciate it. Got to go. You, you don't get to come back. There is no coming back from it. And it certainly seems like they want to. Just another reason to really like the Queen. I'm Tony Katz.